One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to my life. Yeah. Welcome to my life. Well, well, Tanya, I'm taking over your podcast. I know, I feel that. Okay, here we go, here we go. Tanya's Sexy Jungle podcast. Don't have an opener, Perez Hilton. Would you like to think of one? Sexy, Sexy Jungle podcast brought to you by Tanya. Oh, my God, that's really good. I don't know. Because <laughs> you, you have a podcast. You've been doing it for, like, 500 years. I have. Can you remember any of it? It's like, it's the Perez Hilton podcast. Perez Hilton, Perez Hilton, Perez Hilton. Something oh, like that. I want a narcissistic opener. Oh, I know. I do narcissism very well. Same. Uh, thank you for joining me on this pod where the currently the only listeners are a monkey and maybe a sexually aggressive baboon. I love it, though. It, it makes me feel alive. Doesn't it? Like, where else have you done a podcast where there's been a stream and potentially someone showering? Well, I did do my podcast from my hotel room, and it was... Not the, I did my podcast from the... Um, lounging area of the hotel. Oh, yeah. It was pretty traumatic. Like a common area. Yeah. It was pretty traumatic doing my podcast before I entered the jungle because it was so hot. Oh, I know. And it was nighttime and there were bugs that were dropping on me and I felt even hotter because my laptop oh, was, was warm. 20 degrees warmer. And you do it your podcast with a LA radio announcer. Yes, Chris Booker. Yeah, I know his name. He does, does he do day, he does like a he day He does the show? morning show. Like breakfast? Breakfast, 97.1 amp radio. Yeah, I was listening to that once I was in LA and I remember, because in Australia, we're lucky to get someone off the X Factor from six years ago as an interview. <sighs> but on his show, he was like, Ryan Reynolds is on the phone. Ryan, Deadpool's oh. out today. Tell us about it. And he's like, it's really good. Cool. Coming up next, Katy Perry. And I was like, yeah. You didn't even, like, t- like, if we had Ryan Reynolds on our radio show, we'd be interviewing him for, like, 16 hours. He did, like, two lines with him. <laughs> and then he did the show. But it was pretty wild. Like, that must happen heaps in L.A. Yeah. He interviewed Selena Gomez recently. She's lovely. Did he do it, like, a two-second quickie thing like that? Or did you give it some time? I didn't listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got three I just, kids. I just know he did. Yeah, true. So tell me. Um, I'm just going to take over your podcast. Please. I'm all about it. You do you. I'm just Wh- here. Who is the one person in camp that you've connected with the most? Oh, probably Erin. I really like Erin. Uh, Rhonda, Charlotte. Yeah. A lot of the girls. What about you, even though you've only been here for about uh, less than a day? I would say thus far, Miguel. He's a legend. Yeah. He's yeah. lovely. He connects with almost everyone, don't you think? Like, yeah. He just makes everyone feel special, which is a gift in itself. And I would say, who do you dislike the most um, in camp? You have to pick one person. I don't dislike anyone. You have to pick one person. I think the person I connect with the least is maybe... Billy, only because he's a footy guy. All right. Yeah. Did you hear me say that? I said you. Oh, get the... This is a very professional podcast where people... Oh, for fu- Mate, I was trained to project 
I can't go back on my training now. You are, you are, and you're talking to me. This is very unprofessional. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my jungle pod has really gone under. So, Tanya, what are your thoughts on Ryan and Charlotte? How did this go, this area? I have questions for you. Uh, we'll get to it all. We'll get to it all. All right, one and one. I asked you when you asked okay, me Okay, well, one. no, so, so the reason I say Billy is only because he's an AFL guy, and I just don't understand AFL, and yeah. I'm trying. Me I'm neither. trying. I'm still really trying, because I think he's funny ads. He's a really funny guy, but I just don't understand AFL. And I'm such a millennial. Even though I'm 34, I'm like such a millennial. I talk like a child. Uh, who do you think you have not connected with the most in Canada? The most, I would say Miguel. No, the least, the sorry, least. the least. Um, I would say Ryan. Right, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're together, so it's kind of like, you're either in between them or it's a bit hard. Yeah, that's... And I get in between them sometimes and they tell me politely to leave. Yeah, I find that to be... Interest, an interesting dynamic because it's kind of like us against them. No. No, I mean like us, them against us. Like they've just created this unit that to, and almost to the point where it excludes everybody else. You think? That's what I feel. Oh, maybe you should tell them. No. Around the fire for all our entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should tell them at an opportune time where everyone's quiet and we can really pay attention to the fight. <laughs> It's not a fight. No, but, I know, I know. But there are people that do think Ryan and Charlotte are a showman's for convenience, fake. And that's what you've heard on the outside world. That's so weird to me. Well, that's what I believe as well. Oh, that's so weird because I don't believe that at all. Interesting. Because I feel like I set them up, even though you think that they were going to... I mean... They, I feel like I was probably, a very good Cupid. They probably enjoy cuddling with each other, but they're also very aware of what they're doing. They're both professional reality stars. Am I naive? Yes. I was, Oh, I just thought they were like lovers. Lovers of the camera. Oh! And each other. No, no. The camera more so. Jeez. Maybe I should like, I didn't even, re I, did, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Really? Yeah, because I'm, I guess a bit sheltered. You know, like you're about reality shows and you've done them before and I think maybe you understand it more, whereas I'm sort of just... Or it's not even about reality. Sometimes in Hollywood, yeah. straight up relationships are just for publicity. Who who has a fake relationship in Hollywood? I mean, a lot of people claim that Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello are in it just for the PR. I have heard that one. But I think it's real between them. They seem cute together. Yeah. I think they are powerhouses. Yeah. It, it hasn't... It hasn't helped Camila, unfortunately. Her new album didn't do that well. Oh, it didn't? No. Oh, that sucks. But they're amazing. Do you have any hobbies, just like sidebar? Because I feel like my hobby, well, I don't really have a hobby. I just do my job. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I don't have any hobbies. So I'm always- My hobbies are, I love experiencing things live. Like I love going to see shows. Yeah. Whether that be a concert, a musical, taking my kids to see wrestling or hockey or... Yeah, because it sort of like gets you off your like phone, that. huh? Yeah. It just makes you feel something. Yeah. Just, I, I, I love those memories that you make that it's not about buying this or buying that. It's an experience that you share with people that you care about. Mm -hmm. Do you I'm all about family. I know, I'm really say, boring. No, I like that you like that because I really want to be a mom sometime soon. Oh, you've been here with your boyfriend four years? Mm -hmm. Well, it's sort of like 
trying, but I would try harder. You're trying. Yeah, but I'm like a really lazy at sex kind of person. I'm the ultimate starfish. <laughs> and then, you know, when he gets home from work, I'm like, oh, I just couldn't be bothered. You know what I mean? So I could be trying harder, if you know what I'm saying. All right. But, but there's a very scientific way to try at around a certain time of the month. Oh, you do? Oh, you're really trying? How exciting. Yeah, but it's not happening and it's really annoying. But Maybe I'm, you're pregnant right now. No, I'm not because oh. I'm in period. Oh. Too much information. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Like, <laughs> what happened? I like too much information. Yeah, I know you do. So what happened between you being like, I'm a gossip man and I would like children now? I always knew I liked, I wanted to have children. Yeah. It's so funny, I came across one of my old journals. Oh from my when God. It was pre-cell phone. Whoa. I was living in Madrid, spent a semester abroad. I didn't have a phone, and I had an unlimited three-month Eurail pass. Whoa. Which meant I could just hop on a, plane, a train and go, go anywhere. anywhere in Europe. And I did. Mm. I traveled all over. So I had nothing to do except for write. So I started just journaling writing poetry, writing songs, doodling. Mm -hmm. And in one of my journals from that era, I was 20 years old. I said, I, I, I think I'm ready to be a dad. At 20? An idiot. I clearly was not, but I've always just known. I think it's something you're born with. You, totally. You either have that yearning and just knowing. For me, it wasn't a question of if I was gonna be when. a dad, it was more a question of when. Yeah, and was it like you got your ducks in a row, you've got enough money. Exactly. To sustain. But, but you think you have enough money, you never have enough money when you have kids. Yeah, but you had three. You know, you could have done a one and done. But I you know. went, nah, bugger it, I'm gonna have three. Are you, are you gonna have more? Do you gonna have more? See, where, on what other podcast can you have someone yelling at you from Love Island? Honestly, I would love to have a fourth child, but I can't afford one. Oh, true. But four's even. I would love it. I can't. It would be really dumb of me to have a fourth, and I can't <laughs> make... Now, no, given my circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had a, a regular TV show in America, then in a heartbeat. Different. I would love that. Is that your goal? What's no. Your, like, what's your dream? You're kind of living it, right? My dream is just to keep working until I don't want to work anymore. Yes, and then have the option the to The Joan stop. Rivers approach. Approach. Yes. But you want to do a Broadway show. I would, I mean, I would, of course, love to do a television show. Any kind of show, whether that be... I'm surprised be, that hasn't happened yet. I've done things on television, but nothing consistent. And not a show under your name. Correct. Do you think that is because sometimes you get a bit of negative press? or? But I think that would be great. That would get people talking. Right. But you have such a different approach to it. Like, I'm so sensitive. I could never do your job because I'd be like, oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Like, I'm scared. I mean, I do try to do things now differently than I used to. Yeah. I don't... I, I don't draw inappropriate things on people anymore. I don't, oh, yeah, I remember those I don't days. give them nasty <laughs> nicknames. I've matured. Right, of course. But but just by nature of who I am and what I do, people still dislike me. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're an artist, let's say you released a song, and if I was reviewing your song and I said, I don't like your song, Tanya, that might upset you. Right. But that doesn't mean I don't like you as a person. Totally. That doesn't mean I said anything nasty or mean. I just said I didn't like your song. It's just your opinion. Yeah. Of course. But I think it takes a strong person to do that and to continue to do it because I know you've had like a lot of moments in the press where it's been pretty brutal from both sides yeah. and instead of being like I can't do this anymore oh I revel in that you do oh yeah well I, if I see a negative article written about me 
Some people would choose to ignore it. I'll tweet it out and Facebook it and um, try to get more traction out of it. See, like, you're special. Like, I couldn't do that. I would be, like, down for the count. No, like, six I love it because then that could get me even more press. The response, Perez responds. The, the initial article, then my response. And... So you're, like, a PR guru at this point, really. You know. It's a bit of that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it, do you kind of enjoy the chase and the media and the response and... That's kind I of love what I do. I, well. I consider my jobs like being a professional surfer. Yeah. Some days you have big waves. Mm -hmm. Some days you have small waves. It's about genuinely loving surfing and getting better at what you do as the days, months, and years go on. Yeah, and that's something you've managed to do pretty successfully, arguably, arguably the most successful Aww. person, uh, in, internationally as well. Thank you. Don't you I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard because the shelf life right. of an influencer is not very long. Mm -mm. So I feel so blessed that 16 years later, I'm still here. You're like the OG influencer. I attribute my perseverance to that incredible work ethic. Yeah, it's that immigrant work ethic that, <laughs> yeah, that my parents instilled in me. Truly, like yeah. my parents taught me, you can't just work hard. You have to work harder, harder. than everybody else. I, I, that is actually my uh, one of my quotes that I have on my wall that I write down. One says, outwork them. Absolutely. I think that you, talent is... Um, Important, but it's not everything. Talent is frequent. Uh, resilience is rare. Yeah. And if you can outwork them, that can be your point of difference. Absolutely. Like, In this day and age, you may luck your way into success. Agree but you will not sustain success if you're lazy. Agreed. It won't you, And you have to keep evolving and finding different points. Um, I remember in the press, or I, I remember something, you had a real turning point from when you did do what you, you said before, where you drew pictures, to maybe the different side of what you're presenting. Yeah. Now. What was the turning point for you? The turning point was very organic. Everything that I've done is just real yes. and me. Nothing's ever been, oh, I should do this for that reason or whatever. It happened a while ago now, 10 years ago now that I made that change. I've been doing it for 16 years. In the fall of 2010, there was this gay teenager named Tyler Clementi. Okay. Who took his own life. He was a college student at Rutgers University in New Jersey, and he jumped off the George Washington Bridge in Manhattan after his roommate secretly videotaped him hooking up with some other boy mm. and then shortly after that thankfully we've never seen anything like this since in America but there was this rash of gay teenagers and young people taking their lives mm. so this journalist Dan Savage created this campaign I know called Dan Savage. it gets better yes I know him he's a political commentator uh, he's a sex advice he's a oh, sex he columnist oh okay, yeah, so, okay. A relationship sex Okay. So he started It Gets Better to encourage young queer people that it will get better when they grow up. And I was the first public figure personality to make an It Gets Better video. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was doing something positive. But the response that I got to that video shook me to my core. Mm -hmm. The overwhelming majority of comments said, how dare you make an It Gets Better video? You're a hypocrite. You're a bully. You're part of the problem. And that shook me to my core. And it made me change everything. Wow. But 
I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I just put new rims on it. And it goes to show you that you can continue to evolve. And actually what ended up, it was weird too, because then after that, I almost got lost in the opposite direction. Yeah. For a couple of years after that, my motto was WWOD. What would Oprah do? Yes! Because I love Oprah. Girl, I love Oprah. I'm an otheist. Have you Are seen... you an otheist? Well, no, because I didn't know that, ex that existed, but now I am. You're an otheist. Have Wait, I seen what? Have you seen her? Have you met her? Have you I've touched met her? her. I did Oprah's life class on stage with her at Radio City Music Hall. <gasps> with her and Deepak Chopra. It was one of the highlights of my career. Okay, let's get back to that in a sec because okay. we're going to talk about pits and peaks of career. But yeah, no, I, I, I said to myself, I know in my heart the person that I've been projecting is not me. It's not authentic to your soul. And in my mind, I kept telling myself, it's just a character. I don't care if people don't like me because it's not the real me. But that was some messed up Jekyll and Hyde stuff because at the end of the day, it was me saying those things. It was me doing those things. I was just telling myself that to make myself feel better. Did you see a therapist or anything to work through that? No, but I, but I had been thinking about it before that happened. I had been thinking about making a change mm. because I began my health and wellness journey two years prior to wow. that. I began to be a, a, a happier person in 2008. But I was afraid to make the change because I thought, well, I've been doing what I do now for so many years. If I change so drastically... What will happen? Exactly. I was paralyzed by fear. Like, will people stop reading my website? Will, you know, this rebrand ruin mm. me? Mm. But then in 2010, I was like, who cares? This is the right thing to do. You need to change because I don't want to possibly contribute to somebody's death or suicide, or whatever yeah, or it may be. Continue any sort of bullying culture, right? Yeah, and now I do things so differently. Like, I even have a no-kids policy on my website, so I won't put any paparazzi photos of celebrity children. Oh, okay. I am very mindful of things when it comes to, like, the health of celebrities, or if somebody died, and, like, the mainstream media will do this. They'll post paparazzi photos of celebrities going to funerals. I hate that. I, I won't hate post it. funeral pictures or things you, like no that. No one should. I, anytime I see that, I'm like, it's yeah. filth. And who is I don't want to see mourning, no, yeah. Why would you? It's so private and just so not a part of... No one needs to know that sort of thing. I've rebranded. Like, for years, my website used to be called Hollywood's Most Hated Website. Now I just like to think of myself as sassy. You can be sassy and not be mean or cruel or nasty or hurtful. Of course. Yeah. And I love that. Hey, James Matheson here. If you're a Survivor fan, we've got some very exciting news for you. 10 Speaks is going to be bringing you a brand new show called Talking Tribal. Every week on Friday, Luke Toki and I will be breaking down all the big moments from all-star survivors with some experts, some big-name contestants, and some special guests. So if you want the best show analysis, click the subscribe button now, and that way you'll never miss an episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, we're talking before about Oprah. So I wanted to know the pit and peak of your career. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to start with the pit and end with the peak? It's up to you. The pit... The pit is the baggage that I constantly carry with me that's so visible and heavy. I think, you know, because of who I am and what I do, it makes it really hard to date. Mm. Gay men don't like me, the overwhelming majority. So that's hard because I do believe that everybody deserves love and companionship. Mm. I know that I'm a great partner, and when I have in the past been in relationships, I've been an amazing boyfriend, but it's really challenging dating when you're a Perez Hilton. Yeah. So that's an ongoing thing and something that I have to work through. Even with your rebranding and everything, that hasn't... Oh, yeah. Still, that hasn't... still difficult. Incredibly. I, haven't, I didn't go on a single date all of 2019. Mm. I haven't had sexy time since 2016. Five, five, almost five years, four years. Four years. Yeah. So um, it's okay because I live a very full, happy life, genuinely. I don't yeah. feel like I'm deprived of this, that, and the other. I'm, an, I'm a very ambitious person. I want more. I want more professionally. I want more personally. personally. I want love and companionship and a partner. But when you go into, like, say, a I don't know how often you're going to bars or like. I don't go to bars that often. Right, yeah, neither because I'm just like, just want to stay at home because yeah. being at home is my favorite thing. But when you go into a public area where there might be a bunch of like hot gay guys, are you like. I'm shy. But are they open to you? Like. Some are, some hate me. And openly? Some, yeah. Well, that's probably because of the Drag Race finale. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 no but like, that's. That would be really hard. Yeah, it's hard. And the peak is everything that I built from scratch. I was the first. Yeah, that's true. And nothing was handed to me. No. Because uh, no one was blogging, really. Yeah. Hey, when and started. I didn't have to rely on my looks. Nowadays, there's a lot of yes. Instagrammers or even TikTokers or whomever that get so popular so quickly just because they're cute. Totally. Not cute. I think you were very cute. Oh, stop it. You too. Thank you. And But I know that. Um, <laughs> that's why it's called 10 Years Sexy But I've podcast. also had some major, major amazing moments, like opening the Britney tour was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Are you, like, mates mates with her? No, we're not mates. Okay. She, she doesn't have many mates. I was in Rihanna's music video for S&M. Oh, I love that video with Willem. Yeah, she mm-hmm. walked me around like her dog and oh, that. that was you. And then she tied me up with Willem and all the other drag race oh, yes. queens. Um, detox. I've done a bunch of music videos. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I've done. I've done every. I've been on talk shows. I've, I've done it all. What I've, do you think the most viral moment of yours has been? Where you've been like, ah, oh, maybe this is too much. I know the answer. To you that. do. It was epic. The most viral. I loved it because it, it just was like the right person, the right moment, the, the, the right everything, given what was happening. Mm. It was in 2008. Your memory is unbelievable. And in 2008, it's crazy to think that just 12 years ago, it was such a different time in terms of acceptance for gay Americans. In 2008, in California, they passed a law 
legalizing same-sex marriage. Wow. But then, several months That's later... they went back on it. Several months later, they passed another law. Well, actually, no, they didn't pass a law. First, the courts, the courts said same-sex marriage is now legal. Mm. Then it went to the state congress, and they passed a measure to ha have it be voted by the public. And then after the court said it's legal, the Californians voted and said, no, we don't want same-sex marriage oh, to be legal. Geez. And these were conversations that were happening all over America. That year, I was a judge on the Miss USA pageant. Okay, hilarious. What a gig. I'm so jealous. God damn you. I've done that twice. I did Miss Universe once, oh, too. Oh, God, I want your gigs. So I was a judge on the Miss USA pageant. Is and the, was the catering good? It was, yes. I love catering so much, Perez. And... You know, they gave you the option that they could write the question for you that you asked the finalists, or you could write your own question. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Of course I asked my own question. Obviously. And I asked... I almost remember the question verbatim. I think it was something like, Vermont and New Hampshire recently legalized same-sex marriage. Do you think this is something that should be done nationwide? Yeah. And... That the finalists at that time were some states, Miss California and Miss Utah. And I was hoping that Miss Utah would get it because this may surprise you. You probably don't know this, but Utah is the Mormon capital of America. I didn't know that because of Book of Mormon because I love a musical. Oh, I love a musical. Well, I don't even know why they did this, but it's to this day I'm still bitter about it. The Mormon church donated millions of dollars to the campaign in California against same-sex marriage. Right. Because they were very against same-sex marriage in California, even though they're from Utah. Oh, so they put, okay, wow. Yeah. wow. So Miss California ended up getting my question and I asked her the question and she's stumbled and blah, 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 blah and ended up saying, but I think marriage should be between a man and a woman. And then explode. And then this is back when I was still nasty, Perez. Or, or not nasty. Well, I was pretty nasty. I, anyway, I own it. I own it. Then I went back to... This is what set oh, it... Oh, God. This is <laughs> what, what did you do? This is what really set it off, right? After, well, I was in shock. You should have seen my face when the, the camera panned to me. Right. Then I went up to my hotel room, and I made a vlog. Oh, no. And I was like, that dumb bitch. Oh, God! And because I called her that dumb bitch, then it was like... The nasty gay blogger versus the beauty, the traditional values, oh, all-American no. beauty pageant. But I was, I did Larry King, I did MSNBC, I did all of the, the news shows talking about it. And thankfully, I was equipped with a lot of knowledge and information yes, yes. because so I know what I'm about talking it. about. I love politics as right. well as entertainment. I mean, yeah, politics is entertainment. It literally is. And I used to work at a gay nonprofit before I started oh, wow. my show business career. Oh, so you were like good to go. I used to work at GLAAD, the Gay oh, and Lesbian yeah, yeah. Alliance Against Defamation. Yes. But that was, that was probably the most viral thing I've ever Did done. Did it freak you out? Because I've had a few uh, videos going really viral, but uh, po positively, and they were just about silly, you know, not like that. <sighs> I, would, I actually found it terrifying. 
I found going viral, I had a video with 350 million or 250 million views. Wow, what video was that? It was called um, a realistic makeup tutorial. Oh. It just went crazy. It was on like, I got all these calls from like Europe and wow. I was in Vogue, um, American Teen Vogue. Nice. Um, I got flown to the US to do like, yeah, I, I remember being in LA, got out of this car and this girl was like, oh my God, Tanya, I love you. Like it was wild. And wow. still when I go to LA and New York, people recognize me from that video. Wow, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, but like, um, I love it. I want to go freaks, viral every day. Oh, you do? It scares me a little bit because oh, no. I'm like, ah, ah. That's why being Just on this show scares me a little bit. When did you start your radio career? Um, 2013. I was 20. Oh, no, no, no. 2011. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this since 2004. I've had a long time to get used to everything. And, and you know, even my relationship with it all changed. Like when I had my children, mm. at first I was very protective. And when I was with my kids, if somebody asked for a photo, I was like, like no. I'm with my kids right now. But now, several years later, I'm like, if I'm with my kids and they ask for a photo, absolutely. I will take a photo with anybody at any time mm. just because I have so much gratitude that 16 years later, I'm still here. Yeah. 16 years later, I get to do such a wild experience like I'm this. a celebrity, get me out of here, Australia. Yeah, it is cool. And I It's really... cool that you're grateful because I think a lot of people would be just like expectant. No. But do you think it's because you've had so many ups and downs that you're more... Grateful? I think the fact that for the majority of my career, I've been disliked more than I've been liked. But I, okay, and here's, like, I'm a people pleaser. I could, like, Perez, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do your job. I couldn't, the idea of having your website makes me anxious. <laughs> but, I mean, you do it on a smaller scale on radio. You read the news no, and but, entertainment but, but, and give your opinion. Yeah, but my opinion. Somebody could be listening and, and well, not like what you have to no, say. I, no, I'm sure many people really, really hate me. Um, but yours is more like you put like I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. You mustn't have that element no. to you. I'm a, well, I'm a people pleaser to my family. Of course. I go above and beyond. Yes, but just you just have your opinions and you stick no, by them. I do believe that everything happens for a reason, and I think the fact that being disliked so much has really helped me stay grounded That's... and not not think I'm special and my ish don't stink. Yeah. Have you ever been like? I'm, I'm not going to do Perez Hilton anymore. I'm going to, like, I'm going to release a children's line of clothes. And I'm, you know what I mean? Like No, I always want to do everything that I'm still doing. I'd love to have more normal hours. Right. Um, that's one of the reasons why I only get four and a half hours of sleep a night in Los Angeles. That's not enough. No, but <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, but I oh, worry about those hours coffee. for you. I know. I mean, I like to be honest. I keep working as hard as I do because I have to. Yeah. I don't have a few money in the bank. Yeah, neither. I have a high cost of living, maintaining three kids, private school, my mom, a mortgage. Yeah, you're looking after a lot of people. I mean, I did a lot of trimming down last year. And mm. it, actually, not even. Life changes and you have to change with it Adapt, right. so I've been adapting as the years have gone on so last year and, then, and I've been changing slowly and then last year I made some big changes for me like I got rid of my meal delivery which I would had done for Lived a on. decade whoa yeah I did it for 10 years Girl, but I was afraid to get rid of it because I thought I'm gonna get fat if I don't do right. this anymore and I got rid of my personal trainer which also, those are my last two luxuries that yep. I held on to. Yeah. I don't live a luxurious life. You don't? No. I think so many people would have the illusion that you live in this like fancy house. I mean, I live a luxurious life in the sense that I'm blessed. I get a lot of 
yeah, free tickets right. to go to see shows. Yes. And that's luxurious. I am blessed. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's a yes. huge perk. Yes. And it saves me a lot of money. Do you find it hard going out? Do, do people like look at you strange or do people just like love you straight away? Or how do you find that? Because you say that you're what, like disliked. Well, Doesn't for the that most hurt your part, feelings when you're out. Like, no, when I go out, for the most part, people are positive, because thankfully, you know, it's a lot easier for people to say I hate you behind the anonymity of their phone so or laptop. True. So then the people that do come up, I like to take my time with them and make them feel really special because I know that for every one person that does come up and say something positive, there's, there's maybe a hundred other people that know me but don't even care and don't say anything. That's so that so one true. person that does say something like you're you're amazing and I appreciate thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that too. Yeah. Like people talk trash about me online. Probably not as uh, much as you, but who knows, I'll get out of this jungle, it might be a different space. <laughs> I had a hate page about me. Um, you did? Mm, oh, wow. Maybe I'm like on your level. Wow. Um, but yeah, and it, um, it rattled me to this point, to this day I'm still rattled by it. And I am really grateful when people come up and say something positive because you can listen to the thousand negatives, but you know, sometimes you've got to have that. There's a hundred voices in a room. But you just need that Wait, one that positive tan. Yeah, that's what I was looking at, like Lady Gaga. You just need your quote. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I, uh, I do. And maybe that's my lover, Thomas Poole. Um, we should wrap this up because I feel like there's a challenge going on inside. Well, they'll let us know. Oh, they Tell will? me about your boyfriend. How did you meet him? Uh, in a bar. Really? Mm -hmm. Old school. I know, I know. He's seven years younger than me. Did you make the first move? I'll be honest, so drunk, no memory. You don't remember? <laughs> I, no, yeah, I don't know. I just, I used to see him at this, because um, he used to manage a club, he was only 22, and I thought that was so hot that he managed this bar, and he's really tall, and he's very masculine. And you know how Khloe Kardashian dates, like, big, tall men to make yeah. herself feel petite? Yeah. I was like, I could Khloe Kardashian this. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's very tall. Tall, and he's a bit chubby now. I'm like, oh, my God, I look so petite in comparison. He's not here, I feel fat. But, um... Yeah, I just was really attracted to him and I was like, he's seven years younger than me, this will go nowhere. And you've been together four years now. Yeah, and he's traveled everywhere with me. He's gone, we went to Woomba, Canberra, Newcastle, Sydney. So that's four cities in four years. And he's like one of those people who's willing to compromise his career for mine because he just knows how much comedy means to me and what I want to oh. do. So is comedy your dream? Yeah. To be a touring comedian? Mm, not stand-up. Not stand-up? No. What is it that you want to be doing? I'd love to be on SNL. Oh, well, you have to be in America. I this think. I know. I've been trying to move to the States for ages. He I would go move twice with you? a year. Yeah, he would move with me. Oh, well, yeah. just do it. It's hard because you've got to get a green card. Oh. Or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I've got plenty. Like, whenever, because I, I go to LA almost twice a year, my two best friends who live there. They're creators? They're creators. Who are they? Maybe I know them. One of them has a tap dancing thing. It's called Tap That. It's really cute. Okay. And it's like a girl tap group. And the oh, other cool. one. Is like a directs video clips, music video clips. Oh, cool. It's really, both of them are like that. And I'm like, I could definitely move over here, but it's a hassle. And I'm just starting to get a bit of traction in Australia. So I, well, I you know good. what I mean? You don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go where the money's at. Yeah. If it's money's here, stay here. And I don't want to be famous. I think that's you like, don't? no, I have no interest in being famous. Um, I have every interest in having good opportunities and making good stories and telling good stories. Like, that's all I want to do. And if I like to, in, I feel like, I've had a bit of a weird uh, ride to get to where I am, and it's hard work. That's it. I wasn't. I'm like a bit like you. I, I'm not the work. Yeah. Yeah. I. I was a theatre grad, 
uh, graduated from theatre, was a stage manager, production manager, all of that. Dresser, dressed on musicals, Mary Poppins, Priscilla. Actually, no, I didn't dress on Priscilla. And then I uh, started to do a bit of stand-up. I was like, I don't like this, got into radio, worked from the bottom up. When I first started in radio, a rat ran across my hand ah! whilst I was on air. That's how regional I was, you wow. know what I mean? Like, it was about this and then I you know gradually moved to Toowoomba which was a bigger market to Canberra which is the capital of Australia and then I did a national show and I just resigned last year because I I feel like I want to do some more TV and go to LA more because I've I've got management over there and I, I just oh, you feel do? Oh, cool. and I just feel like I'd love to With rem- the management over there uh three arts three oh wow that's a big management company yeah so I really wanted to like work with um I guess I want to steal Rebel Wilson's career she want to be an actress I want to be a comedy actress you know how like Rebel kind of plays herself in everything yeah she does that's what I want to do well you can do that yeah and I, I guess I have a passion for writing my own stuff I've, I've just written my second book uh, I like to write a lot awesome so I'd like to write a screenplay do or, it yeah. Do it, baby. The thing that's stopping me right now is being in the jungle! Well, don't say that. You don't want them voting you out. No, that's true. I'm enjoying it in here, but it is hard as well. It's, it's, it's ebbs and flows. This has been so fun. Yeah. This has perked me up. Oh, good, because usually people say the opposite of this podcast. Really? No. <laughs> I have, the, like, a very self-deprecating sense what of humour. What else? Let's talk about the catmates more, maybe. Oh, no, you're so bitchy. I cannot. I'm not bitchy, just asking. No, see, this is it. Like, the, I can't. I'm just, like, not my thing. Uh, I don't even know what to ask, though. I already asked you who you like the most, who you don't dislike. Um, you don't really dislike anybody. No, I don't. I don't in life, either. Well, that's good. No, I don't really not like anyone. Yeah, like, I don't just like anybody in the camp either. No, but even like, you know when people talk about celebrities and stuff and people go, I just don't like that person. I'm like, I don't, I don't not, like, that have to do something to me for, although I tell you what. <laughs> what? Who do you just like? I don't think Beyonce is the most amazing person alive. Oh no, the beehive is coming after you. I know, I like Beehive. It, Beyonce is the most amazing person alive. Okay, here's the deal. I like her as a performer. Dreamgirls is one of my favorite films. Jennifer Hudson, Beyonce, uh, Jamie Foxx. Good Lord, what a cast. I've Eddie Murphy. And, oh my God, Eddie Murphy's so good at it. So good. You know, he's about to take the heroin and she's like, don't. And he looks up. That glimpse is like, that is acting. Acting. But um, I love Beyonce back in the day, but when Lemonade came out, I just felt like she... I felt like she was a bit like, I'm a god. And I was like, nah, you're a human. And I, I like relatable. Yeah. I like relatable. Yeah, she's not relatable. No, I'm like, tell me about your toiletries, Beyonce. <laughs> tell me about, you know, the fact that you're wearing underwear for the second day in a row. Tell me about what yeah, shower Yeah, I, I get that. I understand. I, I, I buy that. Yeah, so I, I, I think she's talented as hell. But I guess for me, when I see someone in the public eye, I, I want them to be real. That's and, why I love pink. Yes, she's so she's real. real. And that's a choice. Mm-hmm. Beyonce chooses to be Beyonce. Pink chooses to be Alicia Moore. Yeah. Like, I wish I could be Beyonce. Like, I wish I could There's have that There's only one Beyonce. There's only one. I wish I could have that sass and confidence and, like, you know, the way she is. But, yeah, yeah I mean, that is one of the most controversial celebrities, not to, like, froth. I do love Beyonce, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I'm probably the only person in the world that's a bit, like, you know? I like relatability. I do, too. You know? 
That's why I love Taylor Swift. Although she's become less relatable as the years have gone on. Yeah, as because well. how can you stay relatable when you're rich? I know that's what happened with the Kardashians. So true. They started off very relatable, and then they became like, oh, look at my twelve fridges that I have in my house. <laughs> and everyone's like, babes, that's. You missed that. Kim did that. She did a tour of her like twelve refrigerators. What was in them? There's the milk one, just no. for milk. There's the one for this, the one for this, the one for that. The one in her gym, the one here, the one... She's got like 12 fridges. It's ridiculous. I don't even... Like restaurant quality. <laughs> for, like huge. Like a walk-in fridge she has. Like you can walk so inside the fridge. I know. Would you ever think like, what would you do? Like, what would you do if you had that much money? Do you think that much money brings you joy? I don't know. It would probably bring me a lot of stress because then you have I, to earn so much just to keep up that lifestyle. Yeah. Like, I've never been Would I would do money. that much money? You know, I don't need to leave my kids that much money. I would set up some kind of organization, foundation. Yeah, I would do an Oprah. Yeah, to help education-wise. Yeah, I think that's a huge problem also in Because education in America, like, not everybody that wants to get an education has the access to right. it. I know. I think I would do something for... I have... Um, my charity in here is Are You OK Day, which is a su- anti-suicide or a suicide uh, awareness campaign. And it doesn't ask for any money. It just asks for people's compassion. You know what I mean? It just asks for people to say, are you OK? And listen. So many people just don't listen. They don't have the time. They don't have the resources. It's like, we're not asking for your money. Just listen if somebody is talking to you and, and find an appropriate place and time to have that conversation. And so I think for me, I would put all my money into mental health awareness and to try and change the statistics of suicide because it's like one in eight uh sorry eight australians a day take their life to suicide eight a day it's almost nine and i just think you know if you've got a traffic set of traffic lights and people keep crashing and dying you would put in a roundabout and i think it's time for our government to put in a fucking roundabout well that's vital in america too because a thousand percent we have that awful gun problem you guys need to sort that out And mental health is clearly the issue going on there, as well as I also think the rifle is, in general, is like probably more up there than the mental health thing because if the rifles didn't exist. But a normal sane person wouldn't be shooting up 20 people. No, but the fact that the accessibility is no, I agree. I'm I'm much I'm much in favor of getting rid of them all. Yeah, I agree. They should go. But that'll never never happen in America. But at least to get rid of you know assault military-grade rifles. There's no need to keep that... In, like, a chemist. Yeah, there's no need to keep that to to defend yourself at home. No, I don't think so. That really confuses me. And, you know, sometimes when I go over the States, I get really nervous because I'm like, oh, my God, everyone has a gun here. A lot of people. Not in California I know, I know. (laughs) But just because of... That's what we see on our news feed, so it's a bit like, oh. (sighs) Which is terrifying, isn't it? Who's your charity in here? It's called Oz Child. I didn't tell you about it? Mm -mm. Oh. Yeah, I am very passionate about children's related causes because I'm a big kid at heart and I've got three kids. And in the U.S., I'm very involved in a few. I used to be on the board of directors of the VH1 Save the Music Foundation, which helps to reinstate music programs in schools that have had theirs taken away. And also... take away the music program? Tax cuts. God, I hate that. Not not tax cuts. Um... Just cost cutting. Yeah, but it's yeah. always the arts is the first yeah. thing to go, and that's the joy. I know. Well, it's statistics show, studies prove, kids who 
know music and study that, do well in math and science and across the boards. So I was on the board of directors of that, and I also helped raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. Oh, that's a fun name. Yeah, for, for high school students and middle school students. So here, I wanted to find something that did great work in Australia, and Oz Child is all about finding homes for kids in the foster care system. Amazing. That's yeah. cool. So how And they... finding prospective foster parents and training them and... Uh, they, they offer a bunch of other supports for kids in foster care as well. That's awesome. I have a friend who, uh, she, well, she's actually my mum's colleague's daughter. And she fosters, she's like 26, you know, and she fosters five children. Whoa. Yeah. And she's given up so much of her life to look after these kids because she couldn't bear to have them separated, you know, because oh. they're a family unit and their, their parents aren't fit to raise wow. them. And you just look at, like, sometimes I think... I probably need to get a real problem, you know what I mean? And you think perspective. of perspective and you look at these kids and you look at this this person who's given their life for five other people and you think that the, the, sometimes we celebrate celebrity and sometimes it's like they these people yeah are heroes. That's real. And anytime I get anything free, I give it to her and her kids Aww. because it's a selflessness that <laughs> In this industry, we don't really come by that often. And no. when you see it, you're like, you're an angel, like a literal angel. We couldn't do this without you. The world doesn't function without people like you. And so, I don't know, I, I, I can completely understand and appreciate your charity a thousand percent. I'm going to cry. Aww. Well, it's great to hear where everybody else has also been choosing. And I love that whole component to this show. Me too. The UK doesn't do it that way. I oh, don't they think. don't? This is only three weeks as well. This is four weeks. This is four. Four weeks. Well, what a bizarre, interesting, intriguing, sexual uh, podcast. With sexy, Tanya. sexy. It's the Sexy, Sexy Jungle podcast with Tanya Hennessy and today, special guest Perez Hilton. Thank you for being so open and honest. I appreciate Always. it. Honesty is the best policy. I was going to say, I don't think you'd be the kind of person who would shy away from that. Yeah. In fact, it's kind of uh, fierce. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like it. I love honesty. It's energy efficient. So you true. You don't have to remember, oh, did I lie? Right. It's, it's just the best way to be. Like, even when it comes to dating, like, I wish everybody was fully honest when you were dating people. Oh, my God. Like, so yeah. Are you into me or not? My friend went on a date once, and he goes, I just can't get hard for you. And he left. And I was like... I like that. I appreciate that. That's what my friend said. I was like, I just have to be honest. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Fair call. Cool. But, yeah. like, whew. What would you prefer? Someone to go... I can't. Well, I feel I don't like I want to. I I feel like I would. Sense I'm in this that. for a game, or I just want to play with your feelings. Like, do you well, know what I mean? What would you want? Don't just play with my feelings. Right, but would you yeah. rather than be honest and yes, say? Yes, I would rather than be honest. So then you can move on quicker. Yeah. I think you're gonna find a really because good husband. Even though I'm on, I, I'm honest, and I'm trusting still, and, and have an open heart. Mm -hmm. I'm open. And now we just need to get you on Jungle Grinder. No grinder. Okay, well, what do we get you on? I don't know. I'm going to make some buttons.
Hughesy, we have a problem. The podcast. My name's Dave Hughes, and like everyone else, I've got problems. All the best bits from the hilarious Network 10 TV show. <laughs> it's not right. Find it wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.